I just can't lose weight. I think it must be my thyroid. Have you ever heard someone say that? Or maybe you've even thought it or said it out loud. And the truth is that it actually could be a thyroid issue. It's estimated that over 30 million Americans have some form of thyroid disease. But how do you know whether this is something that you need to think about? And more importantly, what should you do about it? That is exactly what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Ditch the Carbs podcast brought to you by Thinlicious. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and here we'll talk about everything from the science of weight loss and metabolic flexibility to practical tips for making your health a priority in the midst of a very busy life. It's the perfect blend of insightful education, practical application, and good old-fashioned motivation. So buckle up, friend, because it's about to get real. Hey there, and welcome back to the Ditch the Carbs podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I'm the founder of Thinlicious and the creator of the Thin Adapted System, as well as the New York Times bestselling author of seven books. And you'll have to excuse me today because I am just getting back from a week-long team retreat slash conference that I was at, and you can hear it in my voice. I'm a little little congested today, but we're going to power through and we're going get, to get through it because in today's episode, we're going to be taking a deep dive into a topic that I have recently been doing a lot of research on because it's a topic that actually affects a close friend of mine, and it has made me want to know and understand a whole lot more. And honestly, everything that I've been learning about thyroid issues and specifically a condition called hypothyroidism is is just so relevant to so much of what we talk about here on the Ditch the Carbs podcast and what we talk about in our Thin Adapted System program. And it's just so incredibly relevant to women's health, especially the health of women over the age of 40. But as always, anytime we are talking about medical conditions and specific health issues, I just want to start with the disclaimer that, guys, I am not a doctor. What I am going to share with you today it is not medical advice, okay? Don't take it as that. It is my opinion based on what I've been learning from doing my own research. If after you listen to this episode, you think it's possible that thyroid could be an issue for you, then I definitely recommend doing your own research and also connecting with your doctor or finding a doctor who is into functional health and and might be more open to some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about today. But find a doctor so that you can get tested and figure out a course of action. Okay, This is just meant to kind of inform you, give you a general overview, not medical advice. But I really do love learning about this kind of stuff, right? Because Over the course of my own health and weight loss journey, the biggest thing that I have learned, I think of everything, is that knowledge is power. And the reality is that so much of what we have all been told for so long about losing weight and what's healthy and what's not healthy, it's it's just not true and not accurate. And there's so much misinformation that's been hammered into us 
for years and years and years. And I will spare you the conspiracy theory talk today for the most part, (laughs) but it really does make me crazy when I see how badly we have just been lied to by all the experts and how much the big pharmaceutical companies want to keep us sick and the things that happen behind the scenes and the food companies and the devastating effect it has had on our health as a society. And so I'm very passionate about that. I'm starting to talk about that a lot more. But if you do want to know more just about kind of some of the ways that that we have been lied to over the past 100 years when it comes to health and weight loss, I've actually put together a super helpful on-demand training video that you can go and watch for free. It's called How to Lose Weight and Get Healthy for Life Without Dieting, Drugs, or Making Yourself Miserable. And again, you can watch it absolutely free. All you have to do to access it is go to thinlicious.com slash video. So once again, the URL for that training is thinlicious.com slash video. So go check that out. But like I said, in today's episode, I want to get a little bit more specific and go just a little bit deeper into the science uh, and talk about your thyroid, specifically how to know whether or not you could have a thyroid issue that is possibly affecting your ability to lose weight and possibly contributing to a number of other health issues. So I guess first things first, what exactly is your thyroid and what does it do? Um, Well, it's kind of actually sort of a trick question because often when people talk about your thyroid, they, they can be referring to one of two things. They're either referring to your thyroid gland, which is a butterfly shaped gland located at the base of your throat that produces a few different hormones, or they are referring to the actual thyroid hormones themselves. And there's a bunch of different thyroid hormones, but the two, the main two, the ones that everybody talk about when they're talking about thyroid hormones are usually just referred to as T3 and T4. They have these very long, very complicated names that I did not want to even try to say on this podcast because I would probably butcher them. So we're just going to call them T3 and T4 because literally everyone else, including your doctor, that's what everybody calls it, right? T3 and T4. So the thyroid gland is super important because it's basically the control center for your whole body. It's for all these vital functions that your that your body is doing all the time, right? Regulating your metabolism, regulating your heart rate, regulating your body temperature, Um, All these things, those are all regulated in the thyroid. And so that's a really big deal. And so when everything is working properly, the brain sends a signal to the thyroid telling it to produce the T3 and T4 hormones as needed in order to maintain a balanced metabolism and keep everything running properly. And this process is known as thyroid hormone regulation. Pretty straightforward, right? But When it's not working properly, your body is either not producing enough thyroid hormones or it's producing too many thyroid hormones, that's when you start to have all these serious problems and side effects. And it really is a big deal. You have to have good thyroid regulation or your body is going to be totally out of whack. So when your body is producing too many thyroid hormones, that's a condition called hyper thyroidism. And you can, it's easy to remember that by just thinking of like a hyperactive child, right? They're bouncing all over the place. They've got too much energy. They can't contain it all because that's what happens with hyperthyroidism too. Your body and your metabolism 
basically speed up. Everything goes faster. So your heart beats too fast and your body temperature is too high and you tend to lose a lot of weight or you have trouble maintaining your weight. And while I know that sounds like something we are all wishing for, (laughs) it's actually not a great thing. It's really unhealthy and it's actually um, not something that you want to experience because left if left untreated, it can actually be very dangerous and even fatal for you. Um, so that's hyperthyroidism. And it's it's not like super, super rare, but it's also not super common. So it's currently estimated, I think, that like a little less than 1% of the population has some form of hyperthyroidism. And Chances are, if you are listening to this podcast because you're interested in losing weight, then hyperthyroidism is probably not your issue, right? Hyper People with hyperthyroidism are the ones who can't put on weight no matter what they do. So if you're listening to this podcast, that's pro- I'm just going to venture a guess that that's not you. Could be. I guess it's possible. But it's not what we're going to focus on today because the more common issue Um, And therefore, the issue that I want to spend the bulk of my time here on this episode is a different condition, what we call to what we refer to as hypothyroidism. And that is when your body, right, it's the opposite of hyperthyroidism. Hypothyroidism is when your body is not producing enough thyroid hormones. And This tends to happen more often in women, especially as we get older and we start to enter into perimenopause or menopause because, as we know, our bodies are going through all sorts of hormonal changes all at the same time. And so that just those hormonal changes in general can put stress on our thyroid and that can actually lead to hypothyroidism. And hypothyroidism actually affects a lot of us. So the current estimate is that somewhere around 10% of of women over the age of 45 have some form of hypothyroidism. And so just the opposite of hyperthyroidism, when you have hypothyroidism, your metabolism slows down and you start to gain weight even if you're still following a healthy diet and exercising regularly. So it's just the opposite, right? Instead of not being able to keep weight on, you can't get it off no matter what you do. And of course, this is this is the point where everybody listening right now is like raising their hand saying, well, obviously this is me. I must have hypothyroidism. And clearly, if this is a condition that affects at least 10% of women our age, then there there's actually a pretty big chance that this could be playing a factor in your struggle to lose weight and get healthy. But let's remember too that that still leaves nine in 10 of us who don't have it. So it's about 10%. So it's very possible that this is an issue for you. And honestly, it's probably more than 10% of people who are listening to this podcast. Because if you're listening to this podcast, like I said, you're you're struggling with losing weight, you're getting healthy, you're trying to get healthy. So it could be more of a concern. So that's a population that it might be higher. But that still leaves a lot of us that don't have a thyroid issue, right? So don't automatically jump there that, oh, I must have a thyroid issue, but it is definitely a possibility. And of course, then that is brings the next question, right? How do you actually know? So let's talk about some of the main systems, symptoms that tend to indicate a specific thyroid issue. So the first one is just an excessive amount of fatigue and weakness. And if you find yourself exhausted all the time, even after a full night's sleep, this could definitely be an indicator of hypothyroidism. It's not definitive, but it's something to look out for. 
Another big indicator is dry skin. Because with hypothyroidism, you may notice that your skin feels drier and less elastic than it used to, especially on areas like your face or your hands or your elbows. And along those same lines, you might notice that you're just cold all the time, right? Even when it's warm, you feel cold. You're constantly grabbing a coat or you're putting on a sweater, even though nobody else seems cold. And that's because your body has slowed down. And that's what's causing, just like hyper, if you have hyperthyroidism, you're hot all the time because your body has sped up so much. But um, with hypothyroidism, you tend to be cold. So a lot of times, you know, when you're you reach a certain age and you're starting to go through perimenopause and menopause, you actually feel hot all the time, right? You have hot flashes. So if you are the opposite, if you're like, I don't know why I'm cold all the time, that could be that could be one of the things to look out for. Another common indicator is moodiness. If you are just feeling grumpy all the time or anxious for no reason, especially if that is out of character for you, then that could be some sort of indication of a thyroid issue. Um, And also because not producing enough thyroid hormone tends to make your whole body slow down, you you may notice that your body systems have slowed down. So that would be things like sluggish, sluggish digestion, just feels like things don't process, constipation as well as an excessively slow heart rate, heart rate. And then of course there's the weight gain, which is obviously what makes this a specific topic of interest on this podcast. But if you've been struggling to lose weight, even after, you know, doing all the things you've adopted a low carb lifestyle and you're implementing the advice that we're advocating here on this podcast or in our TAS program, but you're still just not seeing any results this could be actually a big sign that something is off with your thyroid and you may need to visit a doctor to get it checked out. And um, along those lines, another thing you might want to look out for is joint pain. Um, You can start to experience joint pain in your hands and feet and you may notice swelling as well. And then another big one is hair loss. And this can actually be an indicator of both hyperthyroidism and hypothyroidism. But, you know, you kind of have to pay attention to all the other symptoms as well. And with hypothyroidism specifically, your your hair may start to thin or fall out in clumps, which is obviously very concerning and honestly can feel pretty devastating because our hair is a big deal. And then finally, if you are study, st- struggling with any fertility or menstrual issues, this could also be an indicator that something is off with your thyroid. So this could include things like longer or more intense periods, irregular cycles, and difficulty getting pregnant. Now, obviously, a lot of these things could can be associated with a lot of the other conditions that we talk about a lot on this podcast, especially insulin resistant and leaky gut syndrome, right? We we talk about those all the time and you may notice like, oh, some of those symptoms sound the same. So you really kind of have to be paying attention to, to like, do I have, do I, did I check all the boxes as I was going through? Like, were you like, yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. Because, uh, you know, some of those symptoms can have an overlap with, with insulin resistance and leaky gut syndrome because, and both leaky gut and insulin resistance, as we've talked about before, are estimated to affect 80 to 90% of the population. So instead of one in 10, it's eight or nine in 10 um, that has that. that. And that means that more than likely, your primary issue is with insulin resistance and leaky gut and not specifically hypothyroidism. But 
Like I said, if you have actually worked on the insulin resistance and the leaky gut and you still find yourself struggling with any of these issues or symptoms or you're just not seeing any movement, that's when I think it might be worth having a conversation with your doctor about your thyroid. And they will likely do some tests to get a better sense of what's going on um, and start to measure those levels of thyroid hormones in your body. And then they will be able to recommend a specific course of treatment from there. So speaking of treatment, I think it <laughs> I think it's worth having a conversation about what the potential course of treatment looks like for thyroid conditions and especially for hypothyroidism, which about 90% of the time is actually caused by an autoimmune disorder called Hashimoto's th- thyroiditis. So chances are if you do have hypothyroidism, you most likely have Hashimoto's even if you haven't actually been diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And you, if you remember from some of our previous episodes where we talked about insulin resistance and leaky gut syndrome, there's a strong connection between insulin resistance and autoimmune dis- disorders. And like I said, Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disorder. So it's very possible that with the right treatment for insulin resistance and leaky gut syndrome, you may actually see improvements to your thyroid function as well. But if you do have a legitimate issue with your thyroid, then it's possible that you'll need to consider additional treatment options and or medication. But I I was thinking about how to talk about this because I think to understand the treatment options, you also have to understand how the thyroid hormones T4 and T3 actually function in your body. And again, I need to reiterate that I am not a doctor. So what I'm going to share with you and what I'm going to explain right now should not be taken as medical advice. Ultimately, it is a conversation that you need to have with your doctor. But from what I've seen just from doing a lot of my own research, like I said, I have a close friend who has hypothyroidism. And so I started originally doing just a lot of research to help her and to find out things for her. And what I've discovered is that A lot of doctors don't always spend a lot of time explaining to their patients how this all works and what's actually happening within your body, or even what some of the alternative treatment options could be or why they're prescribing the one particular um, medication that they typically prescribe. They just kind of whip out their pad and prescribe the standard pill and send you on your way. And so in this case, the standard pill that is mostly being prescribed is something known as levothyroxine, (laughs) which is hard to say, levothyroxine, which is sold under the brand name Synthroid. So you've probably heard of Synthroid. Maybe you're taking Synthroid. A lot of people are on Synthroid. Synthroid is a synthetic version of the hormone T4 that our bodies produce naturally. And so if you get prescribed Synthroid, your doctor will likely test your T4 levels on a regular basis, right? He needs to be able to look out Look at how to adjust your dose as it can sometimes take some trial and error to figure out the right dosage for your specific needs. But the problem with Synthroid and this sort of standard course of treatment that that basically 99% of doctors are following is that it doesn't totally address the whole picture of what's happening with your thyroid hormones. Because like I mentioned, there are actually two primary thyroid hormones. There's T3 and T4. And the T4 hormone makes up about 80% of the total hormones that are secreted by the thyroid gland. But even though it makes up 80% of your total thyroid hormone makeup, 
T4 isn't actually doing anything because T4 is an inactive hormone, meaning that it can't really do anything on its own. And so in order for your body to use T4, it has to convert it into T3. T3 is really the the T4 hormone that has been converted into T3, so into the active form. And so your body has to convert it in order to have it in, to have any effect because it's the T3 that's actually doing all the stuff that you need your thyroid to be doing, like regulating your metabolism and regulating your body temperature and giving you more energy and doing doing all the things, your heart rate, right? It's it's the thing that's telling it. And so normally the signal to convert T4 into T3 from your body comes from the other endocrine organs, like specifically the pituitary gland is what's telling your thyroid to to convert the T4 into T3. See, when I say everything is connected, guys, everything is connected. So when your thyroid is functioning properly, it will produce enough T4 and then your body will convert that T4 into just the right amount of T3, right? You don't want too much. You don't want too little because you have too much and everything speeds up. You have too little. Everything slows down. And this conversion process is super, is, it's just important, right? We have to get it and you don't want too much because then you're getting hyper, hyperthyroidism, which is bad, right? Has its own set of issues and symptoms. But the problem with this standard form of treatment is that Synthroid is only synthetic T4, right? It's only addressing the T4 hormone. So it's not actually addressing any underlying issues that you might have with T3. Your your problem might not be that you're not producing enough T4. Your T4 production might be fine. Your problem might be that you're not your body is not doing a good enough job of converting T4 into T3, which is what is making it not function properly. But the problem is that because your doctor is likely only testing your T4 levels and not your T3 levels, the that they're they're just not even paying attention to whether or not it's actually working the way that it should. And in fact, a recent journal article by the Yale School of Medicine just did an article. This was just a couple months ago, and I will I will actually link to it in our blog post on this topic um, that we put on the blog. But they are estimating that as many as 21 million out of the current 23 million prescriptions, that which is literally 90%. Um, there's 23 million prescriptions for Synthroid in the United States right now, which in case you're wondering is like 10% of the population that is on Synthroid. But the, the Yale School of Medicine estimates that 21 million out of the 23 million are unnecessary prescriptions and may actually be causing more harm than good. So that's a big deal, right? That means 21 million people, almost 10% of the population, is taking a medication that's not actually correcting this issue. And so that means that if you've already been receiving treatment for hypothyroidism or if you've been prescribed Synthroid or you know somebody who's been prescribed Synthroid, this is definitely something that you want to be aware of and looking into and and just talking to your doctor about, right? Open up the conversation. Because again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving out medical advice, but I, I can read. I can do the research. I can understand what's happening. Um, so this is this is a big deal. Because if you're taking Synthroid to produce that T4, but it's not actually converting that T4 into T3, then you're still going to be having all the same problems, right? You're going to be taking this medication 
and yet it's not doing anything and you're still going to experience all those same symptoms of low thyroid because you don't actually need more T4. You just need your body to convert that T4 into T3. Luckily, the good news is that there are other treatment options that can help with T3 conversion and overall thyroid function, and these are definitely worth looking into and worth having a deeper conversation with your doctor about, especially if you find that you're taking Synthroid and you're still experiencing all the symptoms, right? You're like, this doesn't seem to do anything. So the first option is actually a treatment that used to be the standard course of action for hypothyroidism before the development of Synthroid and the synthetic T4. And it was actually known to be very effective. That's the really sad part is that we had a medication that worked great. Um, It was called, and it is called, it still exists. It's called natural desiccated thyroid or NDT. And NDT is a natural product per the name, as the name would suggest, but it comes from the thyroid glands of pigs And it contains both T4 and T3 hormones in a more natural ratio than what our bodies produce. So it makes it easier for your body to convert this into the right amount of T3, right? It's very, it's very close to what we produce naturally. And, and, and it has some other benefits for overall thyroid function and has also been shown to have fewer side effects compared to synthetic T4 treatments. And if you're listening to this, then at this point you might be wondering, but Ruth, why would they come up with a synthetic drug that's not nearly as effective and turn that into the standard treatment when there was already a natural option that works way better? Right? Like, is that your question? Because that was my question. Like, what the heck? And so at the the risk of going down yet another conspiracy theory rabbit hole, um, Mostly, I think it's because Big Pharma was not able to patent the NDT, so there was no money in it for them, right? There's big money in Synthroid. I don't, I don't know which pharm- pharmaceutical company has the patent on that, but they have it. And where there's big money, there's a big budget to make sure that that is the thing that's being used, right? That's the thing that's being given to all the medical schools. That's the thing that is being given to all the doctors and they're, and they're, and they woo the doctors. They do. I mean, I'm sorry, rabbit hole here, but suffice to say that if I, if, if it were me and I was personally dealing with hypothyroidism, right? If this was my issue, I don't have hypothyroidism, knock on wood, um, at least not at the moment, but if I, if I did and I needed to consider a course of treatment for myself, After doing the research that I've done, the first thing that I would consider is the more natural option, the NDT, which has a very strong history of working really, really well. So that's where I would go. That that is my opinion on this topic. But I am am a big believer in always going as natural as possible first um, and trying that first. So There is another treatment option, um, which is to add in a T3 hormone supplement like Cytomel. Um, This can help with the T3 conversion, and it can be used in conjunction with other thyroid medications. So the pig, um, the natural desiccated thyroid, the pig hormones is, or the pig thyroid is not the only option, but there are there are some other things. But it's definitely something that you want to be talking to your doctor about, right? And There are some natural supplements and lifestyle changes that can also improve your overall 
thyroid function and help with T3 conversion. So those include things like selenium, iodine, probiotics, and then of course, just like stress management techniques because you lower your cortisol that affects all the other hormones in your body. But at the very least, you should make sure that your doctor is looking at the whole picture and not just your T4 levels, right? If this is something you're already dealing with, make sure, look at your tests. Now that you, now that you understand this, make sure that you are being tested for T4 and T3. And if you're not, then ask why. Because in the end, hypothyroidism is a big deal. It's an issue that affects so many women, often without us even realizing it. But knowledge is power. And so the more that you can come to understand about your body and the different hormones and how they all work together, hopefully the better equipped you will be to actually make real and lasting changes that are going to help you feel better for life. And so now that you understand a little bit more about all these thyroid issues, what they look like and what the potential treatment options are, you will be ready to take some action as necessary in your own life. If you think this could be an issue, go get tested. And if you already know that this is an issue or you're already taking medication, then don't just settle for the standard course of treatment if it doesn't seem to be working for you. If you feel great, if you're awesome, then great, right? Then maybe it is perfect for you. But if not, start to ask questions. Have a conversation with your doctor about these alternative options and see what might work best for you and your body because it's your health and you deserve to have all the information and options available to you. Keep learning, keep advocating for yourself, and like I said, do not be afraid to ask questions. And guys, if this episode was helpful for you and you want to take a deeper dive into the science behind our TAS program and how we can help you reach all of your health and weight loss goals, then be sure to check out that free training video I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Again, you can find it at thinlicious.com slash video. And I guess that about does it for today's episode. But if you did find this this particular information of today's episode helpful or you know anyone who's been struggling with thyroid issues, anyone who's taking medication for thyroid or any of the symptoms, just struggling with some of the symptoms that we talked about. I really encourage you to share this episode so that they can listen to. Send them a link in the in the in an email, send them a text message, share it on social, just let them know how they can find it. I I say this every week, but I am on a mission to change the world by helping women get healthy because honestly, I feel so strongly that there is nothing nothing more important than our health. It's the foundation of everything else. And if we want to change the world in other ways, then we first have to get healthy. And so if you want to join me on that mission, which I hope that you do, then help me spread the word by sharing the podcast or even just by leaving a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. We're constantly doing giveaways, so I would love that. And then I will see you back here very soon for another new episode. I'm going to be talking in our next episode. I'm going to be talking about how to keep your immune system strong, which seems very ironic considering that I am working on boosting my immune system as we speak, drinking some tea and taking all the vitamins. Um, And I will tell you what I do to stay healthy and keep my family healthy, especially as we're going into winter. We're going to talk about that next week. I'll see you soon.